peoples of the podcast world. My name is David and I am here bringing you right now Tech and Stuff. That's right, Tech and Stuff. And today we are going to discuss the iPad versus the Surface. Well, sort of. Mostly we're going to lean toward the iPad here. Uh, First off, what is something that you can do that can help you get an iPad and pay for it over a period of time, we'll say. The iPad is available in cellular and it is sold in almost every cell phone company store in the United States. You can walk into US Cellular, you can walk into AT&T, you can walk into Verizon, you can walk into any place and say you want an iPad on cellular and they will run you a little credit check or whatever it takes and they will give you one on payments. You cannot do that on the surface that is the first and most important thing that makes me love the ipad now as far as the ipad goes it does run a spin-off version of ios called ipad os while the surface does run a full-fledged version of windows which does make that hands down a full-fledged computer no questions asked but the ipad does in fact run a version as i said of ios called ipad os which is very very close to mac os so both of these devices are in fact a computer but with the ipad you are limited to just what's available in the app store it is a closed software meaning you cannot just go to any website and download software onto it you are limited to what is available in the app store But the App Store does offer some great things, and you also get four different versions of an iPad available. You can get the iPad Mini, the iPad, the iPad Air, or the iPad Pro. Now, the iPad Pro also comes in two different versions. You can get an 11-inch version, or you can get a 12-inch, which means what? It simply means sizes. They are identical inside. The iPad Pros do not change, just the size changes. What iPad exactly do you need? That is an important question. Do you want to get a regular iPad? Do you want to get an iPad Air? Or would you prefer an iPad Pro? That solely, that sole decision, I should say, is completely up to you and what you plan to do with it. Some people just want the best, and they're going to go out there and they're going to buy an iPad Pro and not really need it. It's going to be way overkill for their needs. The iPad itself, the smaller, just regular iPad, is great for students in school, not college, just school. Let's say middle school, high school, elementary school, whatever. The iPad is a great device. It does not have a laminated screen, which means there is a small gap between the glass and the virtual keyboard underneath of that glass. And if you hold it sideways, you can see that small air gap there. It's not a big deal. But if you take it outside, it is going to have a little bit worse of a reflection on it, such as, you know, the sun. It's going to be a little bit harder to see outside. Still, not a deal breaker. The iPad is great for doing research, it's great for doing email, it's great for taking some classes online during this terrible time, the pandemic that's going on, your kids are doing virtual learning, the iPad will be great for them. It's under $400 if you just get the regular version using Wi-Fi, not the cellular version, and it is absolutely an amazing device. Even grown-ups, college 
students or you know people that are doing some uh, at-home work again during this pandemic time the ipad will do a lot of things you can do some email on it you can get onto your company's website and do some work on it, it it's it is a great computer it is there's nothing wrong with it if you want to step it up a little bit like let's say you do video editing let's say you do photography let's say you need a ton of storage and you're not wanting to go out and buy you know an extra like thumb drive or an extra you know external hard drive you just want to keep that right there on your ipad handy dandy you don't have to carry anything extra with you you can get the ipad air the ipad air has an a14 chip inside and this thing is a beast a true powerhouse i'm talking a power power powerhouse to do some very very fine point editing such as photoshop such as affinity photo such as pixelmator you know or you can do some great video editing on this thing through just using the iMovie app that's free and comes pre-installed. You can even download a little bit more powerful, well, not a little bit, let's say a dramatically more powerful video editor called LumaFusion for this thing. Now, LumaFusion does cost you $30. It's a one-time uh, buyout. You, you buy the software one time, it's yours, you download it and you can do some amazing video editing on this with green screen capabilities, with animated title capabilities, with some fine cuts. You can add tons and tons of just different types of music and sound effects through LumaFusion, and you can edit full-fledged, we're talking hour, two hour long, major films on this thing. But iMovie, don't, don't count it out, guys. If you are just like doing some video editing, you can do some amazing things in iMovie as well. That's on iPad or MacBook, and it's free. And it does have some great music. It does have some title capabilities. And you can even do some green screen on it as well. Now, going on up to the iPad Pro itself, what is the difference between the iPad Pro and the 2020 iPad Air? Uh, I mean, this one had me stumped for a while. I'm sitting here thinking I bought my iPad Pro like three months ago. It was virtually a new machine. And then all of a sudden, there's this announcement that the iPad Air is going to be coming out, and it looks just like the Pro. And it has a little bit more powerful chip in it. The iPad Pro has the A12Z, I believe it was, versus the A14 on the iPad Air. What is going on here, I'm thinking? But before you, before you jump to conclusions, say, well, the Air is much better. Let me explain. The refresh rate on the screen on the iPad Pro is tremendously better. It has smoother scrolling. It has just amazing detail in this 120 uh, hertz refresh rate versus the 60 on the iPad Air. You have much better sound on the iPad Pro. It has four speakers, stereo speakers versus just the two speakers on the iPad Air. The iPad Pro's got much better screen quality in my opinion the refresh rate yes but just the screen itself is just more detailed better more full richer colors you also have face id on the ipad pro versus just uh, a touch id on the ipad air so there, there i mean there's some pro things going on here the ipad pro you can also get more storage on than the ipad Pro air built in so but you know what, the storage thing, I want to talk about that. 
for the longest time, Apple said, no, 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 we're not going to allow external thumb drives, nor are we going to allow external hard drives or uh, solid-state drives on our devices, except for the Mac. But, you know, they gave you the option to pay extra and get up to a terabyte of storage or whatever in the iPad Pro, or you could use their cloud storage system, uh, the iCloud. But these are things you had to pay for monthly subscriptions for on the cloud, or you was just paying a ridiculous astronomical amount on for the internal storage of the iPad or the iPhone. So recently with the iPad OS spinoff, they did start allowing thumb drives and external hard drives on their devices. Now I went to um, Amazon and I purchased a Seagate one terabyte hard drive. I, I paid around $40 for it and this thing works great on both my iPad, my MacBook, and, and even my iPhone can support it if, if you have a little bit of power going into it. Like if you have a dongle and you can plug it in and then plug that in to the dongle as well, the hard drive, it does work. So I think Apple did a great thing by allowing that and going giving the iPad its own software because now you have a significant difference in an iPhone and an iPad because they're, they're finally separating these. For the longest time, people just considered, you know, an iPad to be a blown up version of an iPod touch because, you know, it's not a phone, but yet you can do like FaceTime and the same things that you could do on an iPod touch, you could do on an iPad. And the apps were just kind of overblown to fit in a little bit on the screen. And it, did, it wasn't great when the, I, when the iPad was first released. So a lot of people bought them, a lot of people loved them because you had more screen real estate, but it really was exactly the same as an iPod Touch, just blown up. With switching over here a little bit and taking the iPad in a new direction, giving it mouse support, supplying the, the Apple Pencil and the keyboards and the new software, like I said, going in its own direction a little bit, it really has changed and made the iPad come alive and be more of a device than just a blown up phone or blown up iPod. So that's that's great. And a lot of people are really starting to enjoy what's going on here and and realize that you can get some real work done. During the pandemic, well during the height of the pandemic, I guess it's still out there and it's still, you know, growing and getting worse, but during the first initial scare, when everything shut down and everybody was working from home, you could not find an iPad or a MacBook or even Chromebooks or anything. These things were just taken off the shelves so fast by consumers that wanted to work from home. It was it was almost unbelievable. Things were on back order. You know, I, I even work in the tech industry and at times still today, whenever customers come into the store and they want to buy some kind of a device like a computer or a tablet, some of these things are just on back order and you cannot get them because people are still just working from home and don't want to be out and about during this uh, coronavirus pandemic. So I'm proud to say that what people have been claiming for the past couple of years that an iPad is a computer, you know, people are starting to realize that and use them as computers, what they were, you know, what they're designed to do. They're designed to do some great things, be creative. They can be productive. They can be 
entertaining. There's just so many things that you can do with an iPad. So, all right, guys, you know, I really hope that this, this was my first show, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about what each device can be really used for. Save yourself some money. If you don't want to do something amazing and huge and be creative and, and just you know, blow people's minds, you just want something to surf the web on, you want something to do some emailing on, maybe some light schoolwork, maybe some light, you know, work work for your job or whatever, if you're working at home, you know, the iPad is an amazing device. If you want to take that and go places, go sit outside in a park or, you know, just get out of the house a little bit because, you know, you're afraid to go anywhere because of the pandemic, but you want to sit out on your porch, you want to sit out at a park somewhere, you want to go have a picnic and, and get some work done outside at the same time. You know, the, the iPad's great. Get the cellular version if you want to do the outside thing. If you're going to be inside all the time, then just get a regular Wi-Fi version and save yourself even some more money. If you're doing some video editing and you're doing some photo editing and, you know, you want to be more creative an ipad air will do great for you if you're putting out some music and you want a recording studio and you need the best sound that you can possibly get out of a machine then get an ipad pro with its four speakers you know if you want to be recording podcasts or things like that you know even your iphone can do that but you know an ipad air or regular ipad will do great if you're a youtuber like i am d nicholson tv on youtube then you want to do some heavy duty editing with special effects and things the pro will get that done even faster than you can imagine so all right guys again my name's david you're listening to tech and stuff this was my first show i hope you enjoy it don't forget to visit me at d nicholson tv on youtube and if you want to check out my website it's dnicholsontv.blogspot.com. Go over there and check that out. And you can also find me on social media, on Twitter. You can find me on Tumblr. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. All right, guys. Until next time, this was the show. Again, hope you enjoy it, and I'll only get better with time. God bless, and we'll see you next time.